this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Paul in the Roman Tribune. Paul brought to the council. Paul divides the room, plot to kill Paul, and Paul sent to Felix. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in law, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We just Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Everlasting God, you have ordained and constituted the service of angels and men in a wonderful order. Mercifully grant that as your holy angels always serve and worship you in heaven, so by your appointment they may also help and defend us here on earth. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Epistle reading for the Feast of St. Michael and All Angels is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 12. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I would think we could all agree that a healthy respect for lightning is not a bad idea. You know the advice, if there's a raging storm, don't go taking shelter under a tree, or carry that umbrella in the open field, or maybe here out on the plaza. Some years ago, I was driving home from St. Louis and noticed that a big storm was approaching, heading east, of course, and so I thought I'd get a head start to get out of town. Well, no such luck. I didn't outrun the storm. In fact, I ran with the storm almost the whole way back to Fort Wayne. Lightning, violent lightning, crashing down. <clears throat> I probably should have pulled over, but no, I kept going. It turned to darkness. The lightning would fly up the sky, my windshield wipers moving like x-rays all over the windshield. I didn't quite have the experience of Luther who cried out to Satan for help, but nevertheless, that respect for the power of lightning was there. I was watching Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, that strikes me as a rather strange use of the image of lightning because it's clear Jesus is not suggesting that Satan's power should be feared and respected like we do with lightning. Rather, the image is one of lightning which flashes for a second and then it's gone. And if it hasn't struck anything, well, no damage done. So it is with Satan as Jesus proclaims watching him fall like lightning from heaven. But some context is needed here. These words are spoken as Jesus welcomes back the 72, whom he had sent out two by two into all the villages. He had given them instructions, the provisions they were to take, not to bother moving from house to house looking for a better deal. 
but it was the word he told them to speak that said it all. Tell them that the kingdom of God has come near to you. Now I fear that's not the way most people think about the preaching of Christ. The kingdom of God has come near. When a pastor is greeted at the end of the service by the layperson who says, great sermon, pastor, he usually has other things on his mind, doesn't he? Such as, thank goodness you didn't go too long today, or nice stories you told, great examples, some principles I can live by and be a better Christian this week, or maybe, thank you for not hitting the law too close to home here, or even worse, Good job nailing those other people out there who needed to hear that, even though they weren't there. No, to proclaim that the kingdom of God has come, that's to announce a battle. A battle for the souls of real people. And that's precisely the battle we heard about in that reading from Revelation with the simple report that Satan, the dragon, and his hordes were defeated. There was no place for them in heaven. They did not prevail. So who is this Michael, whose name means who is like God? Some have suggested the Christ. I'm not going to go there because I think it's very clear he is that great warrior of God, the commander of the heavenly armies, indeed, the chief of the princes, as he's described in Daniel's prophecy. But note, of course, the reason why we wouldn't say he's the Christ, because he doesn't defeat the dragon by his own accord. No, it's conquering him by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. It's all about the Lamb. In fact, some 30 references to the Lamb in the book of Revelation, making very clear that Lamb who was slain is the one who has conquered in the fight. And now Michael and all those angel hosts cast down Satan, not just once, but again and again and again. Consider the context in which John receives the revelation. He very explicitly tells us it's received on the Lord's day while he was in the Spirit. Now, where else would he be when he received that revelation but in church? Gathered with the fellow believers, however few there may have been there on that island of Patmos. The first song he records of that heavenly chorus, the holy, 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 of the angels in the vision that Isaiah had received. Undoubtedly, that company gathered there with John was probably singing that holy, 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 but John's eyes were open to reveal the true reality, this unending, unceaseless hymn of praise that is sung by the whole heavenly hosts. And when he witnesses this great battle with the dragon being thrown down, isn't that not really the reality every time Christ is proclaimed? It's an ongoing reality. I was watching, Jesus had told the disciples. Not I just saw once. It was going on continually. Every place you proclaimed that kingdom of God. And so it is. Every time a pastor ascends the pulpit, the war wages on, and Satan is cast down by the blood of the Lamb 
and the word of the testimony. Every time the blood of that lamb is passing the lips of the saints, Satan is being toppled from his throne. Every time water is joined to the triune name, Satan lies defeated like a wrestler thrown down on the mat. Every absolution spoken by the pastor, yes, even every word of forgiveness spoken by ordinary Christians, is yet another defeat of that dragon who is slain by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. But we face a problem in this regard, don't we? Because it's so much easier to trust our eyes than our ears. Seeing is believing, the old adage goes. And what do we see? Misery all around. Death and destruction, devastation. Our nation's grand experiment in democracy seems to be going off the rail. There's homelessness, there's rampant crime, natural disasters that can claim thousands of lives in one fell swoop, refugees fleeing tyrants who would tamp them down and kill them, sickness, disease, fatherless homes, gender confusion. The list goes on and on. If we trust our eyes, Satan is firmly established on his throne, ruling it all. But we don't trust what we see. We trust what we hear, what we hear from the voice of our shepherd, that shepherd who is the lamb who gave his life for us. So we don't look, we listen. And we hear those words of Jesus, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven, and he still is falling again and again. So will we trust that word and promise of our Lord? Well, we better, because the battle continues. Martin Franzman describes Satan's ravaging as an idiot fury. And that is precisely the best way to say it. He means for nothing but devastation in his wake. But we have a different word. We hear the word proclaimed there in heaven eternally. Now, the salvation and power and kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. Or how do we sometimes sing it? For the lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia. Indeed, even as he comes among you right now, as he will come among the saints each day, each Lord's Day in particular, as they gather around his throne, he comes to do that releasing from the bondage of sin and death and to grant us freedom, as Satan is the one who is bound and cast down. So we take comfort in those words of Jesus, that Satan falls like lightning. He still falls, you can be certain of it, for Michael and his host stand at the ready, ever waging war by the blood of the Lamb, the blood that has been poured out you, for, for you, and for the redemption of the whole world. That, I would say, is cause for rejoicing. For as Jesus also promises, we rejoice for our names are written in heaven. In the name of Jesus.
In our prayers, we remember the family of Sally Seleska, wife of the late Professor John Seleska. Sally died in Christ last week. We also pray for Don Witt, wife of Advancement Officer the Reverend David Witt, as she begins a new round of chemotherapy. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Giving thanks for the ministry of angels who herald the coming of God's Son into the world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all of God's people throughout the world, that he would continue to send his holy angels to guard them in all their ways. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church, that God would open the eyes and ears of his people to see, hear, and trust his merciful deeds of salvation in Christ Jesus, and that he would loose the tongues of his saints to confess his holy name. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our nation, that God would grant peace, justice, honest industry, and an honorable way of life. For all authority, that they would serve with integrity, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who suffer illness or injury, and for all who undergo medical treatment, including Dawn, that God would send his protecting angels to accompany them through the travails of this life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who now rest from their labors, including Sally, let us give thanks to the God who raises the dead to life. For those who grieve the death of loved ones, that God would comfort them with the resurrection of Christ and the blessed hope of eternal life with those they love who have fallen asleep in the faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Hear us, kind Father, for the sake of your beloved Son, even Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, your majesty is praised by all the holy angels and celebrated with one accord by the heavens and all the powers therein. The cherubim and seraphim sing your praise and with them we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, 
This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. <laughs>